And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. Audiskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Corey. I'm Kendall. Together, we host From the Middle, a comedy and culture podcast about being middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives, with points of view that fall somewhere in the middle. That's right, Corey. We chat about all things, mostly husband and dad life, geek culture and entertainment, from a relatively centrist and regular point of view. We all hear enough about the extreme ends of the spectrum. So we thought we'd create a conversational and relaxed podcast from a moderate perspective. Flyover state? More like uh, state fairs. Guys, what's, what's something that's cool and impactful that is the antithesis of boring? Yeah, I don't know, man. Listen to our podcast. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. That's From the Middle. Available wherever you find podcasts. And at From the Midpod. Everywhere. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me as always is my hetero light mate Rico. What's up, man? Time to go, motherfuckers. Huh? <laughs> he says time to go every fucking movie. That's like his catchphrase in all three films. Oh, okay. I, 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 I'm not doubting it, but I, I think I missed that. Well, that was a fucking nice veiled way of saying, "Hey, we're going to talk about the fucking mummy <laughs> franchise today." Yeah, we are. We are. We're going to talk about the uh, the yeah the mummy franchise. I was trying to think of a better way to put it, like more eloquently. But first off, we're not that eloquent, and secondly, I don't think that there is a way. Right, the mummy films, and then the reboot that got like canceled for a fucking universe. Yeah. So let me let me talk about. Um, what I watched. Let me tell you what I watched because I think you'll be interested. So to tell hear. me what you watched. What you really, really watched? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, because I think I think you'll be um quasi impressed and 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 happy too because it's going to give us a lot of areas to go. Hey man, so I, I'm impressed that you're here right now. Let's just well, frank. yeah. I mean, I well, that's that's why I had so much time to to watch the films because I I ended up like canceling three things that I do, and so I had more time. <laughs> to watch right. it um because i've been not feeling great um to those listening i'm i'm 90 positive it's not you know the rona it's just you know life you would but, know if it was the rona you'd be feeling way worse we're not feeling beefy actually better. i've heard some people 
say it feels like, depending on who you are, that it could just be the common cold in the way it feels, you know? So some people, yes, it hits harder, but, you know. I mean, yeah, but, like, a couple days ago, I thought I was having a heart attack, but I just had gas. So fucking, (laughs) like, fuck fuck our medical Right, yeah, we're... We only right, play. Yeah, we only play. We only play doctors on podcast. Um, so, I play doctors, just not on camera. I don't want. Thank you. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So I watched. I watched the original Brandon Fraser, nineteen ninety nine, uh, Mummy, and then I watched okay. The Mummy Returns, and then I ended up watching The Scorpion King. I did end up getting that one in, um, and then I did watch the Tom Cruise reboot from twenty seventeen. So okay. you saw all of them that I saw, except you didn't see the third Brian Frazier, the which tomb is, of the of the Dragon Emperor. I think which, if I recall, you recommended I skip anyway. So I said if you I said if you have the time, you should see it. But if if you really are like if you have to choose, like that one is as far as I'm concerned the worst one. And yes, I am stating that is the worst one, and the Tom Cruise one is better, not by a lot, but. Better. Well, and I don't know what order you want to do this in, but I I will tell you I I liked the um the Tom Cruise one. I did. Now I and I will say I liked it equally to the Brandon Fraser ones because to me, even though they're both mummies, it's really two completely different styles of movies. So to me, they're oh, not sure. they're not really related in any way, except the title's the same. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not even Emotep yeah. to you know spoilers, but it's not even Emotep yeah, in the in the cruise one. So really, Omnanot or Omnanot or something, it's, something it's like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it. You know, so really they're not related in any way. You know what I mean? The, At least, yeah, yeah. The only the only connection is there's a mummy. Right. Right. I mean, in the l- same sense that like there's Dracula with Bela Lugosi, and then there's Dracula Untold. They just both are named Dracula. And and then there's Dracula with fucking uh, Commissioner Gordon. I mean, you know, so you know, it's 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 kind of all over the place that way. But well, um, I brought up Dracula Untold for the sole purpose of the fact that the Mummy with Tom Cruise was really trying to fucking make a dark universe, like a like a, a like an MCU, but with horror movie icons like the Wolfman, Dracula. The Mummy, The Invisible Man, shit like that. So, and yeah, God. Dracula Untold was sort of the first start of that. And they said, okay, no, it's not. Because if you watch it, at the end, it's set in modern day. And, like, it's they're clearly trying to fucking set up the fucking Monster Avengers. And then this fucking movie tried to do the same thing. And then, the, and then it just, because uh, the Tom Cruise one was a critical and financial disappointment. They have scrapped the shared dark universe monster fucking thing. Which indefinitely. Which, which I gotta say is a little disappointing because I I really would be curious. I, I I liked the little bit of connection you got within that movie. So I don't know these other pieces like the Dracula Untold or whatever, but I know the the pieces that were actually within the film. And I was pretty I was legitimately interested to see where they were going. So Did- did you catch the 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 book the book of Amun Ra? Oh, I totally the... caught that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought I was in... that's probably the only way that the Brandon Fraser universe and this one are like connected. That's, that's probably the only it. connection is just that thing. And, and the title. 
Yeah, and, the, and there's a motherfucker wearing rags. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess the other way you could say it is because she. No spoilers again. The the Tom Cruise one, the mummy's a female, uh, yeah. and she was she's also buried alive, as so was. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the other connection. If you really want to like uh, find connecting pieces, is that she was buried alive as well. So you know, I I I've only seen the the 2017 Mummy twice, and so this was my no, I think this was my third time watching it last night. And the first couple times, I was just kind of like, oh my god, this is just really trying to fucking make this dark universe thing a, a thing. Um. I didn't mind a female mummy. I, I I actually dug the angle they were going. So did I. Yeah. I, I but I will say I was such a huge fan of the first mummy and the mummy returns. And we're saying the first mummy, like we're kind of ignoring the fucking mummy that came out oh, in like sure. eighteen fucking whatever the fuck. Right. With Boris Koloff. <laughs> right, Boris right. Koloff. Yeah. Um Which which is certainly a classic to a lot of people. So it's we're a classic, but yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe at some point in the future, we'll fucking, I can convince you to, for us to do a universal horror. Classic oh, those are so can't, those are, they're, they're campy in their intent to be scary. So I doubt they'll, they're anything I mean, I'll be, you not know, for nothing, dude, like Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Like, yeah, it's old, but like you get why it was scary. Like you get it. No, sure. But I'm, I'm sure it's, what I think I have to explain to you is, but I when I say I don't like horror films, I just don't enjoy the fear for the sake of fear. But when you have these films that um have a purpose to the fear, if you will, right? Like like you know, like the the, the creatures in all these movies had a purpose; they weren't just there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I'm, you're gonna sound, you're gonna think I'm picking on something just because it seems to be a running trope, but I'm not. But like, Michael Myers is there just to, just to scare you. That's all his real purpose is, right? It's from a from a viewer of the movie perspective, he's not, he doesn't have a purpose. Like, you know. Well, it, I mean, look, I could make the argument that in the in the film Halloween, Michael Myers is supposedly supposed to be the physical embodiment of pure evil. That's what Dr. Loomis is screaming. I also would argue that it's, especially at the time of like 1978. Sure. It is to show that suburban like life can be fucking rattled that this, this fucking psychopath who escapes from a, you know, a mental institute can walk around freely just by wearing a mask and, no babysitter is safe. Okay. And all and there's children around having the time of their life and 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 how it you know Michael Myers was a little boy. He was six years old when he decided to kill his sister. He wasn't traumatized. He didn't it, you know it was just he just decided to. Right. But so so by comparison, and, and that's fine. I'm not I'm not necessarily arguing right. against any of that. But the 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 creatures in the mummy are there to serve Emotep. You know what I mean? And Emotep is trying to get connected back to his his love and he's pissed off. You know what I mean? So like there's right. there's purpose to these characters and there's purpose to why they're doing the things that they're doing. Whereas to me, you know, 
I, I mean, yes, I guess there's this this you know more subdued thing with Michael Myers or a or a right. Freddy Krueger. But like, do you see what I'm saying oh, Freddy, about Freddy Krueger is 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 just pure anarchy, right? That's and, and, the difference. And revenge a little bit, right? A little bit. I know it's it's quasi it revenge, depends, but it, it depends you know. what version you're looking for. Yeah. But the, the the point is, there's not like a a, a a true purpose like there is for these these films, right? And right. not just the Mummy, but like Resident Evil has a purpose. Like you know, there's there's the T virus. And... Pur- Resident Evil's purpose was to. Well, at least the initial thing was like we create a virus, and then there another initial like the Umbrella Corporation is like we got to try and like get this virus contained, and then we got to like bomb bomb all these right. zombies. Right, and 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 then Underworld has a purpose. It's it's you know the war between the, the lichens and the vampires. So like sure, but, you know these whereas other like films... Emotep and Aminat or whatever the fuck are they're just trying to get some fucking like you know some some ass. That's well, really what I think motive. it's a little it's more than Imhotep. just getting ass, but sure. No, dude, Imhotep is just like, I want to fucking get back my, you know, Anak Sun Moon girlfriend. And Omninot wants to fucking, like, she wants to have set, you know, for the rest. She wants to be set for life. Well, she she's also supposed supposed to be waking um the the death god whose name That's is That's what Steve I said, Ferdinand. set. Oh, okay. I... Which, by the way, that, that, that makes the joke. And spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Tom Cruise becomes the the Death God, and the Death God's name is Set, so he is set for life. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I I have a feeling you're not going to want to talk about this one as in depthly, so I'm going to kind of go through it quickly. But the Scorpion King or or the Mummy, the 2017 Mummy, the Cruise Mummy. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I I can talk about it. I mean, look, there. Just just to reiterate, I liked it this viewing especially compared to the third fucking brendan fraser film because well, i that, was like oh my god this is fun i'll tell you about it but right and well and then and i do have the imdb listed for it even though i didn't look at it and i'll tell you right now i already have one major fucking problem with it and i think you would agree with me uh the casting yes evie yeah. yes yeah yep. and 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 that's oh, that's it's really bad it's nothing against Maria Bello, friend, family friend. She's she's a. I think she's a good actress. But yeah, I I I have nothing against Maria Bello. But don't. But, yeah, don't. Like if look, if make it her her sister or something. Make it Evie's sister or or, or uh, there is there is you know. no sister. Oh, just but just you know what no, I mean. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think because I've heard discrepancies of why uh, Rachel Weiss didn't come back. And it was like her argument uh, allegedly from the director or something was that she didn't want to come back because she didn't find it believable that she would have a grown son. Y- yeah. And I'm like, Steven Summers said that shit. Like she's an actress. Her job is to play make believe. You're telling me she had a problem with having a 23 year old son. Why didn't she think it would be believable that she had a grown son? I don't know. Like, okay. I, I don't. That's that because she. I mean, I think that's like a roundabout way of saying like, "Oh, she looks really fucking good for her age." And I'm like, I mean, and she okay. does, but <laughs> but like, you what? You can't put some fucking makeup on her and make her fucking look like you know, like she's maybe forty years old or some shit or whatever. Yeah, that's 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 a cop out. He, look, I think she just hated the script. That's my argument. I think she fucking read the script. It's like you are fucking kidding me, and and. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're just like, no, like, we're not kidding you. Like, we're going to make this fucking thing a movie. And she's like, I'm out. And yeah. Then, yeah. But um, I will say this. When they first introduced Maria Bello as Evie, she is doing, um, she's, she is reading out loud a book that she had written based on the mummy adventures. So she's at like a bookstore and she's reading the adventures and they're fictionalized accounts of like, so it's not Rick and Evie, it's fucking, you know, Jerry and fucking Madeline or something. Sure, sure. And one of the women in the audience is like, you know, is, are, are, are they ever going to go on another adventure? Like, you know, will, will we ever see them again? And then the camera goes to Maria Bella. She's like, Oh, Evie's a completely different person. Like I, you would almost never recognize her. That's like that's a little like, fucking in joke for the fact that it's not Rachel Vice. That's, that's like what they did with, um, it, it's obviously different, but it's like what they did with Roseanne when the, there was like two seasons, I think. Two or three seasons where Sarah Chalk Chalky is how you say her name plays Becky, the oldest daughter. And then the and then eventually the, the actress comes back and plays like the last season or two of Roseanne. But like when she finally comes back, it's like they're like they make the comment, like, where have you been? It's right. it's like almost like you were a different person or something like that. They they, they make that right. on screen joke about Becky, you know, same same thing. So, um, but the Tom look, I I dug. I think for me the best part of the Mummy with Tom Cruise was fucking uh, Russell Crowe. I, I thought, thought he did Russell a good Crow job. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought him as Henry and and uh, uh, Hyde, Hyde, Jack on Jack Hyde. On Hyde. I yeah. Was yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. I thought he I, it was totally believable that he would go from upper class British guy to Cockney working uh, uh, Ray Winstone. I, I actually, yeah, I actually liked that they didn't have. There's two things that I found really interesting on the take on Jack on Hyde from this. Right, number one, in in most stories of Jack on Hyde, he doesn't turn into Hyde unless he drinks the potion. In this, if he doesn't take the injection he becomes like the injection is like basically keeping Hyde at bay, you know, which I thought was interesting. And then the fact that he doesn't like Hulk out because every other version of Hyde that I've ever seen, he, he ends up like morphing into some, you know, monstrosity. Yeah. Whereas this like, like he does Hulk out just slightly, but like his hands get bigger, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not. Yeah. It's still Russell Crowe. And and, like Russell Crowe is not, short but he's not tall either yeah he he just gets he he gets what i liked is they focus more on the evilness of hyde as opposed to the physicality or the physical look of hyde and i think it worked i think it worked really well you know like i think it it played well i think it it did what it did you know so my main criticism of the mummy for 2017 is it felt less like they were giving a fuck about the plot and more of just like, we've got to set up this universe. That was my bigger problem. It wasn't anything to do with Tom Cruise. It wasn't anything to do with Sophia Boutella. Um, the fucking, I will say that every time they tried to be funny, it just wasn't delivering. I didn't find the movie funny when they were trying to crack jokes. Um, like I, I like Jake Johnson, but like, he just wasn't funny. I, 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 I thought he was funny. I mean, okay. you know, but uh, for me, for me was Steph, he, we, was he, was he laugh out loud? Like, Oh my God, that was no, not by any no. stretch, but 
you know. I, I just felt like they were trying to, uh, it, it just felt inconsistent. Whereas, like, in comparison, the third Mummy movie was way too fucking funny. They were really trying to amp up the humor. Well, and and, and it's interesting to me because it felt, I know you're not as big of a fan of this franchise, but this felt, the 2017 Mummy felt very Mission Impossible 3. It did. It's not, it, that, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I've only seen them more or less once or twice. And the I, third and one I, specifically. I, I, I'm planning on doing a deep dive with you at some point. Okay. Well, that'd be fun. But the 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 third one specifically, directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Ethan Hunt is very, um, a little more. I'm trying to think of the word for it. Wisecrackery. A little bit. He's a little more. But then he also has the gun. Like he's still he's still Ethan Hunt. But he but he's like you said, wisecrackery and 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 like that sequence in the Mummy where they're in the bathroom and he's talking to Jake in the mirror and then he runs around the other side of the mirror and Jake's now on the other side because he's in the mirror. You know, Sergeant Vale. So like that. That's very kind of the 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 comedy that was going on in Mission Impossible Three. And then you also had right. the action. So that's why it felt similar to me in that regard because that that comedy was very similar i mean yes i i will agree with that i i also feel like i think the because i read some reviews about it and i was just sort of curious what other people said sure and the most consistent complaint i saw was that it looked like the mummy from 2017 didn't try to do anything original they just pick and chose and stole from other successful movies to kind of make this own hodgepodge of them. And my argument, and the biggest one, is a complete blatant ripoff of an American werewolf in London. Let me reiterate, because you haven't seen that. No. I no. saw, when you and I, last Halloween, were getting ready to do a whole bunch of stuff, we kicked around the idea of doing a werewolf uh, deep dive. Right, right. So in preparation, I had never seen American werewolf in London. So I saw that. And the one of the main fucking things of it is... And spoiler, I mean, it's a fucking movie that came out in 1980, but whatever. Um, the two main leads are best buddies, and they get attacked by a werewolf in London. What a shocker. The friend is completely fucking ripped apart. And so throughout the film, as the main character is dealing with his fucking, you know, hairy tendencies, um, he starts, he sees and is sort of haunted by his best friend, who is a rotting corpse mm. that okay. only he sees. Yeah, but that's not, that's not the only time that trope is used. I've seen that in a couple different things, you know? Right, but American Werewolf in London was the one that started that shit. I so, can't uh, imagine that. I mean, if oh, you really... That's, that's, at least it popularized it. Well, maybe, but I mean, if you think... If, I mean, if you really want to get technical, you know, um, Ebenezer Scrooge seeing uh, his old partner... That didn't. That's that's going way back. I mean, okay, you know, but that's that's not the same thing because yes, he is he is visited by Marley, as to like give him a heads up and like you're going to be greeted by a bunch of other fucking spirits. That only happens once. Whereas in, you're talking about the constant, the constant like, you. hey, I got buddy, you. like, and the and the constant like beckoning him over, like, come on, dude, like you got shit to do, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That um, is very American Werewolf in London as well as the Mummy. I feel bad. And for they, so- they they blatantly say it. Like, like sure. I, I'm pretty sure one of the screenwriters was like, "Oh yeah, we totally ripped that off." 
I um I feel bad for Sophia Batella. Because uh-huh. I was looking up her IMDb and like it seems like everything she's in they put her in heavy makeup, <laughs> and she's she's a she's an attractive woman so like she could just be on screen. She's I mean she was definitely fucking memorable in Kingsman. Oh yeah, and she was, but she's also in um, Star Trek Beyond. She's oh my god, that is her. Oh uh-huh. fuck, I didn't even yeah. didn't even realize that was. Um, so I mean, yeah, maybe a little, maybe less so in Kingsman because she's not in and stuff there. But I mean, you get the point. I'm saying, like, it seems I get like. The point. <laughs> um, well, I think it's because she looks exotic and she has an accent. Yeah. Because she's Al- she was born in Algeria and she right. was raised, I think, in France. So she's got this unique fucking thing. You know, no, I, for sure, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying anything about her. I think she did a kick-ass job, and she because I do think she's a good actress too. Um, I, I was less imp- real... good in terms of comparing the Mummy to the Mummy. Yeah, I feel like the Brian Fraser one. It felt like it was. It felt like Egypt, and I, I get that it's just like odd. This is like modern day and shit, but. Even the flashbacks of the 2017 one, where it's supposed to be in Egypt and shit, it, it didn't. It, it didn't really feel as believable. It felt like it was a tacky, cheap way of of making Egypt. Like, oh, let's just put sand everywhere. Whereas I felt like the Mummy and the Mummy Returns really, really, really focused on the background, the pyramids, the weapons, the, the well, see, uh, I, th- I architecture think, and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, but see, I, you, again, you're dealing with two different things, right? Like. 2017 tried to set itself in, I guess for lack of a better phrase, real life, right? Whereas... Modern day real life. Yeah. yeah. Where, and as such, like, I, I mean, I'm no Middle Eastern expert, but... but what? That's not Middle East. Yeah, it's Iraq. They said it. No, no in, in, the, in, the, in the remake, yes, but Egypt is not in the Middle East. Is no, no, but that's what I'm saying. So the fact right. that it's taking place in the Middle East, you know what I mean? It, it's sure. kind of what that area is like. Because you're right. They, may, they even make reference that Cairo or Egypt is like a thousand miles yeah. away or something yeah. like that. So, I, I mean, it's obvious it's not in Egypt. But I also like that for the simple fact that if you're an Egyptian and you're dealing with this, you know, this cursed soul, this, this, this monstrosity that Amunet is becoming or is supposedly is or whatever, you want it as far the fuck away from Egypt as humanly possible. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's conceivable that they would have taken it that far away to, to bury her. You I'm know? not saying I don't like that it's not in Egypt. I'm saying the flashbacks just looked like it just didn't look like they really gave a fuck whether it was they could have just as easily said oh well she moved from egypt to fucking you know iraq yeah yeah whenever 5,000 years ago and i think that's i just thought of one other connection between the two franchises actually and that's you have an american male and an english woman sure you know yeah no no i'm just saying because honestly like and i'm not saying anything bad about the individual but i didn't think annabelle wallace or what? I'm gonna think that's how you would say her name. Um, or well, is is it Wallace or Wellis? I thought it was Wallis. W a l l i s. So I would be so Wallace, Wallace to me. Yeah, I mean she wasn't bad, and she's not 
she didn't she make was not the memorable. Movie. No, not not really. You know what I mean? Like she was fine enough, but yeah, like Aminet was way more Sophia as Aminet was way more memorable. You know, Rachel Vice was more memorable. Oh, and, for sure, and, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I I I definitely. I, I I would I did see it as a good foundation to start, and I would like to have seen where it could have gone because, you know, it, it was interesting to me what they were doing. I was digging it. I liked it. I would have watched the next one if if there had been a next one. I would have watched it because I would have been intrigued. But yeah, I, I would um, give it a shot. I would have. I, I mean, it's not going to happen because they've since sure. made like Invisible Man movie. Like the original production of like the original intent for the Invisible Man was to be a shared dark universe. And it was going to be Johnny Depp. It was going to be more, but then they said, fuck that. We're going to just reboot the just whole thing. Like we're just going to yeah. standalone fucking movies. So I, the, the last thing I will say that was interesting about this. And I really kind of do want to move to the, to the other ones, the, the Brendan Fraser for franchise is it was really interesting for me to see Tom Cruise's. He's not, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's not the antagonist, but he's certainly not a hero. You know what I mean? He's not a hero. Yeah, he he's like a he's he's a shady motherfucker. Like I, not, I'll give you that. You're just not used to seeing Cruz play that role. I'm not anyway. But. Not recently. When he was like early in his career, yeah, he like Tom Cruise was the perfect young like cocky prick, risky yeah. business, cocktail, Rain Man. He he was just that arrogant fuck. And but there's he, a difference between an arrogant fuck and being a shady fuck. I think personally and he's okay. definitely shady in this because you're right because i mean cocktail cocktail he's an arrogant guy i li- and i love that fucking movie he's but he's cocky in that he's cocky in days of thunder you know so i you know and top he's gun cocky. all three yeah, of those you know so right but he's still more of a protagonist in those Correct. Things. like i just watched a movie called far and away where he plays an a, a fucking irish immigrant with nicole kidman they're both irish immigrants yep I've never and seen it, but I know the movie. Yeah. I had never seen it. Steph was like, you know, we got to watch this. this. is one of my favorites, blah, blah, blah. It's either that or A Quiet Man. And I'm like, fuck John Wayne. I'll watch this shit. <laughs> and um, because I saw, I mean, look, The Quiet Man just for, is beautifully shot, but it's just John Wayne as like an Irish American who like, and I mean like he was born in Ireland and then like immigrated to America when he was a right. little kid. Right. And going back to his whole, his home country. And then just punching the fuck out of everybody, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, it's beautifully shot. Like, you see these luscious, big, green hills and fields of Ireland. But it's just an excuse for John Wayne to punch another Irishman. Punch a motherfucker in the face, yeah. Yeah. All right, let me just hold still. Like, it's like <laughs> it's that for two fucking hours. Like, whereas far and away, Tom Cruise, like, it is a little bit more of a fucking story. It is that. And, and... I, Tom Cruise is his fucking best as a, with a fucking Irish accent. It's so Irish. Like it's like if if at if least you, he tried. He, he tried, but like they could have tried a little bit fucking more. Well, I know, but how many times have we talked about actors that we like and we appreciate that don't even give it a fucking try? That's <laughs> so, true. I mean, you know, Nicole Kidman kind of tried. <laughs> like Tom Cruise gave his fucking all of. But if, if you asked his if you asked Tom Cruise how do you spell Irish, you would have been O I. <laughs> right. Irish. Well, I mean, at least at least with Nicole Kidman, even though she's Australian, there's at least like a root in the you know the the accent is there's a root in it somewhere you know. <laughs> so. Honestly, does not say that Australian people and Irish no, people I, are the, 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, though. It was, you know, again, Australia was a penal colony for the United Kingdom, not just England. So that's know. that's true. She was so. also born in Honolulu, so figure that one out. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> my point is, is that yes, Tom Cruise is, especially recently when he's been doing like Ethan Hunt, and even Jack Reacher is a protagonist. He's, you know, he's he's Rambo. You know, in in the sense that, or he's born, he's Jason Bourne, really. Sure. Uh, but he's he's definitely uh, in the Mummy, the most like the most shady he's been in a very long time. There's there's a great movie that I've mentioned before that he's in called The Last Samurai, but he's not so much he's not so much a, a jerk in that film as much as he's just trying to like he's just dealing with his own demons, you know, and just, and he's a soldier. I mean. They, yeah. they go through like like soldiers have to pick like have to make big fucking sacrifices to get yep. the job done. Whereas this guy was like, "How rich are we gonna be by fucking over our own government?" Yep, basically. So me, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Anyway, um, Brandon Fraser and, and that franchise, very different. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of some films that I've seen before, uh, and and I, I don't mean that it's ripping them off or that it it's it's trying to be, but it just has the same feels really. Um, it definitely has a campier Indiana Jones feel to it for sure. Yeah. Um, I would go as far as that it's not as campy is as a uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it's if you took the humor of Last Crusade and put it in the film Temple of Doom, you would get The Mummy. No, I, I, I think The Mummy franchise as a whole is, is campier than, than indie. If you, if, I, I, I do. I think, I think and well, that's indie, okay. The difference it's, is, is indie's, not, indie's not making that many jokes, whereas Brendan Fraser's Rick O'Connell is, is making jokes, but it's more of kind of like dry, wry, Fucking but it's not. It's not joke. just Rick O'Connor. You're right, but it's not just that. Like, like there's you know, um, there's this sequence where uh, I think it's it might be in the second one in the Mummy well, Returns. Tell, tell me, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I know this where, pretty where, well. Where John Hanna, John uh, Jonathan, uh, Evie's huh? brother, the Emotep soldiers are like advancing, and he just starts kind of pretending to be one of them. You know. Right. And and it's good and it's funny That's the and first one. it is the first one. Okay, I was I wasn't one hundred percent sure, and and it makes you smile and I laughed and I thought it was good. Like I wasn't like oh god, no. I was like no, that's funny. But you know, it. Well, you have to look. You're at not it from gonna. That point of... You're not gonna see that in like an indie yeah. film. You know what I mean? Like you have to look at it as that John Hanna or Jonathan, the character is is purely just comic foil. But if he's just comic foil that he should have been killed almost immediately. Sure. You have, he's either constantly having happy accidents where he's fortunate enough to survive all three films, 
or he's got to have a little, he, you have to remember, he also is a gambler and he also is like a rapscallion. So oh, he's yeah. cunning. He's not unintelligent. He's just cunning. So his quick thinking of like, I've got zombies coming after me, all chanting Emotap and they're going to kill me. So he just goes, Emotap. Like if that's, that's for me, a sign of showing off his intelligence. No, it, it definitely is, but also, but he's also making a pretty, you know, the the face that he's making when he does it. You know, I mean, that's where the campiness comes in. So you're right, but I mean, look, there's there's nothing wrong with it. I thought it played to the the the, the feel of the movie well. So like, I didn't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like even even getting in the second one, the the airship captain, you know, he's very campy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah. But it's is a. He- yeah, but it's okay because I felt it, it it goes with the overall feel of the movie. Like if they'd put that campiness into what they were trying to accomplish with the Tom Cruise one, it would have I mean, the movie failed anyway, but it would have failed even harder, I think. Right. You know, so like I, the Mummy Returns compared to the 99 Mummy is is definitely they amp up a little bit of the humor more. A little it bit. Still yeah. Feel, it it's still like even with all the pygmies the pygmy things were just fucking the little pygmy mummies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I just figured they were long lost relatives of the the one from Pirates. Honestly, that's what I was thinking. Those weren't people. What? Those were those are little monkeys. Those weren't people. No, those are nah. Those are I little mean, monkeys. They're they're called pygmies. So I don't. Well, know I won't the look up the definition of, of a fucking... pygmy, but I. To me, to me, all right, to me, and I'm going to look up the definition, but to me, they reminded me of the undead monkey running through the the Pirates franchise. Sure, but I would argue that this, like, they're, they're as closely related to, like, fucking elves. They're just Egyptian little leprechauns, as, well, as far as I'm concerned. Egyptian little <laughs> mummy leprechauns. A, pig, a pygmy marmoset is basically a, an, an ape-like creature, according to this. Okay, all right, so you're not... You're not wrong, but I mean, they, they were less monkey and more. I mean, whatever, man. They oh, were they're also called weird. finger monkeys. I'm glad they don't call them that anymore, man. I, I don't. You don't ever. Ew. <laughs> so anyway, um, um, the 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 point the point though, I get your point, but I'm just saying, like, you know, they me, definitely. Let me let me ask you, like, because when I pitched you to do the like for us to do this, I said I think the mummy is good because it's. It's got that adventure feel of Indiana Jones, but it also is a bridge to other horror films. It's not a it's not a horror film, but it's definitely an action adventure horror film. Yes, agreed. If agreed. you're a little kid, it's fucking scary. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're if you're a, of a certain age, I'm sure it's scary as fuck for sure. So, what did you think, just based on on the horror elements of it? I didn't think it was very scary. No, I mean it definitely it yeah. definitely has a couple jump scares, like I was referring to earlier, and and and. Well, and the horror is very um, targeted, like like a Resident Evil or something like I was saying earlier, you know. Well, the but. horror, especially like with, I mean, the horror, I would argue, is more of look how fucked up and gross this creature is, and as well as the the scarabs sure. crawling under the skin sure. of people like that is that's horrifying. Like the dude who fucking gets like who. There's a couple of guys that, fucking, that, that get him. So, I mean, I. I'll say this, and I'm nitpicking, but and I understand it's 1999 and subsequently 2001, but the CGI was pretty bad. 
I mean, at least I guess in comparison, maybe at the time it was good, but like looking back great. on it now, you know, it's at the time it was fucking great. And then, but I, even I will admit that like the rock looked like shit in, in, in his well, Scorpion and, King form. And we'll, we'll get there, but I, I, and I, I watched the Scorpion King and I enjoyed it. But the entire time I was thinking to myself, or not even before I got that Scorpion King, before, while I was watching The Mummy Returns, it was like, he's in this thing for like four minutes and he got an entire movie out of it. Like that, like... Oh, he he got more than just that. Like he, well, that, that was his debut, right? Yeah, As, yeah. In, in The Mummy Returns. And he got the highest paycheck of a movie debut Period. Okay, so yep. I, I I know why I know why it happened in the Scorpion King the movie. I'm not sure I know why it happened in the Mummy, but in the Scorpion King specifically, it's produced by Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and it's a in association with um, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment Productions. So right. that was Vince, because I bet you he got a cut. I guarantee oh, you sure. he got like 20%. You know what I'm saying? So he did everything he could to pump the Rock's number as high as he could. And that sounded worse than I meant it. But yeah. so Pump the Rock's pebbles? Yeah. You know. But I, you're, you're not wrong. But it was also a collaborative effort where, where it was like we they didn't know where the mummy franchise was going to go they didn't know if they're going to make a third one they didn't know sure, so sure. they said well if this shit doesn't go anywhere we could at least branch off and make because i mean who like the biggest wrestler in the early to mid 2000s was the rock the rock was fucking everywhere everyone was cocking their fucking eyebrows it was him and it was stone cold steve austin I'm not even a fucking wrestling fan, and even I fucking like was seeing the Rock everywhere. Stone Cold didn't do the eyebrow thing, but yes, I mean no, no, no. I'm saying the eyebrow thing, and then like it was, it was the Rock, and it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, those were like the fucking titans of wrestling in the late '90s, early 2000s. I mean, Hulk, Hulk Hogan for sure. No, not not no no no. You're no not at that time period. No, not really. Hulk Hogan was still around enough. Oh yeah, because he was doing all that doing the nwo thing which was like his he to to give a very quick wrestling lesson it's the first time in his and the only time in his career he went what's known as heel he went bad guy right and and that like that launched him kind of back up into the upper stratosphere of wrestlers at that time because everyone was like holy shit hulk went bad (laughs) you know like so well hulk went bad in fucking rocky three yeah, but see, he wasn't Hulk then. Even even no, then, he was, he was thunder. No, but but even then, in his he, in in the, the wrestling world, he wasn't Hulk as you come to know him at the time that he does Thunderlips. So yeah, he went full Hollywood. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but but, but getting back to yeah. The Rock, yeah, he you're right. It's his it's his debut, and honestly, I think he did a great job. And honestly, of all the wrestlers that have gone actors, and they're not all bad, but he is he's easily the most successful. I would say John Cena is just right underneath him. Uh, he's getting there. I, I, I think I think he's got a little ways to catch the Rock's uh, shoes just because the, cause the Rock's been doing it long. The Rock's been doing this for 20 years already as an actor, right. you know, and Cena's kind of only been at it for the last six or seven, maybe, you know. Maybe 10. Maybe 10. But, you know, 
you know, I, I, I have got to say the rock Dwayne Johnson significantly looks better and better every year. Like I'm, it was so funny to watch like the mummy returns and then Scorpion King. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, it's so weird to say that this was not as big as he was ever going to get. Like he got substantially bigger. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he looks better. I, there's something about like he, the more he ages, I think the better looking he got. Well, I, I hate to say, but he's probably not doing steroids anymore. I didn't even know steroids was a thing. Oh, in, in wrestling, it's huge. Oh, I know that much, but I don't. I didn't know as much as The Rock was doing it. I don't know that The Rock was doing it, but it it it's a kind of the worst kept secret in wrestling that almost all of Vince's like biggest stars were using at some point. And but the irony is that the Wayne Johnson is is infinitely bigger. He's he's at least doubled his size. Right, but I think because it's natural, it comes across in a different. It carries differently in a positive way. You know what I mean? As opposed to, you would, you would also agree it's harder because. He's older. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the, I, I I forget what film it was. I think it was one of the Fast and Furious. I want to say Fast and Furious six or seven. Like I, I somehow or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, 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 his rider came out, uh-huh. and he has like two trailers. So there's yeah, one for a gym. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. and he's in there like seven hours a day, you know, or some ridiculous like. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, but I, but I don't have a problem with it either. I mean, like, I like, I, I, I like, I like a couple of things about him in general. I like the fact that he's as good as he is because I think he's a good actor. I've seen him do drama. I've seen him do action. You know, like he's not a one trick pony actor by any means. Like he, right? I mean, are we going to see him doing Shakespeare? <laughs> Probably not. But at the same time, like, like. I, I know you're. I don't know if you're still watching, but you've you've watched some of the seasons of Ballers, and you get a different side or not season, but episodes. I meant to say, um, yeah. And, and you get a very different uh, side of him in that role, you know. So yes and no. I mean, he's not like just punching show... stuff to punch stuff. Like he's, he's no, he's you know, he's not. He he's definitely it's definitely him trying. You know, do, doing the best he can for. Uh, it, it's just. Look, the number one. You're not a sports really, person either. I'm so not I a think, sports yeah. person. It's basically entourage with sports. That's right, all it is. Right. It's just let's show how, let's show that ball. You know, baseball. Uh, not baseball. Uh, football players love to fuck. Like that's really what it is. Is, is <laughs> just bit, yeah. It's and even and even the Rock falls into that. He's just like oh, yeah. And <laughs> I just wish the fucking Rock would finish like buttoning up his sleeve because every photo I see of the rock for like a photo shoot where he's like in a vest and he's, he's a really well like tailored suit for him. He's just trying to button up his fucking cuff. It's just a thing that he does. He's just always posing like this or like this. And I'm just like, will he ever button that fucking thing? <laughs> um, but anyway, I, 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 I like, I, I just do like, I like how he's doing it. and, and, and I liked, I think we can talk about this quick because there's not a lot I got to say. I liked The Scorpion King. I thought it was a fun film, you know. It's very, uh, it's different enough from The Mummy Returns. Yes, for sure. Um, but you can still feel it being in the in the the universe, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like The Inventor, you know. Obviously, he's yeah. got the, the quippy sidekick, you know, that, that guy he, he rescues or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. And and it is what it is. The, the the biggest problem I have with the Scorpion King, the film, 
uh-huh. for me was that if you're going to call it a prequel to what you get in The Mummy Returns, I want to see him get to the point where he puts that fucking bracelet on and you never get it. And that, well, they, and that they've irks made me. Four, they've made four direct-to-DVD sequels. I realize this, but I'm saying you don't know that those are definitely going to happen at the time you're filming this one. Right. It does feel, especially since if you, because I did go from the mummy to the Scorpion King to the mummy returns, which I, I almost never did. done that, which I almost did. I did almost follow your, your lead there. It is really weird to go from, Oh, he's a straight up hero in to the, the villain King, to a fucking villain. And it just doesn't seem believable. Yeah. So in retrospect, it may almost just be better just to, not watch Scorpion King leading up to the Mummy Returns, which I didn't. I ended up watching the two Mummies um, first, and then right. and then the Scorpion King. Um, actually, I watched all three Mummies first, meaning the Tom Cruise one, twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Before I watched the Scorpion King, Scorpion King was the last one that I watched. But and that and that was only because I knew it was so far outside the franchise that if I didn't get to it, it wasn't going to be like a thing for us talking about it. So. Um, All right, well, let me ask you this. What did you think of Brendan Fraser? Because this was like, like, yeah, he had been other movies and shit, but like, this was, this was the thing that like made him bankable star. Like he, there was a time where Brendan Fraser was the go-to. Yeah. We need a fucking dude who's got fucking abs who can also crack a joke. And I think he does that better than most, the crack a joke part, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, And and, yeah, I'm... I do kind of want to touch on like what happened to Brendan Fraser, sure, but I we want can, your opinion. No, on, we can we on... can get into that. Uh, I I liked him. I thought he was fine. I I had zero problem with him. Um, I I the only thing that I think I had a problem with had nothing to do with Brandon Fraser or his performance. Right? Is that no? So obviously we're spoiling all of these, but fuck, this movie's twenty two years old at this point. So really, right? <laughs> But um, if er, there's there's a three year gap between the opening sequence and when he meets up with Evie for the first for the first time, right before he's hung, you mean? Right. So, which by um, the way, he was hung. He all, he did lose consciousness during that during filming. Of oh that. shit! Oh well. Yeah, he almost died. Well, he legit almost died. That's not good. But no. um, he he goes from quasi good army leader to Indiana Jones in a span of three years, most of which seems to have been spent in some kind of like jail. And that I had a bit of a problem with not enough to like make me not want to watch or be like, this sucks or whatever, but it was like right, really right, right. like, how, how, eh, oh. so that, that was some shitty writing right there. I'm, I'm with you. I had more of a problem with going to what you're saying is that, he, they had this whole thing where he was there at the fucking land of the dead. I can't remember what the fuck yeah. it's called, but like Raman Kutrap or something. No, like no, that. No, no, yeah. no, Hamanatra. That's Hamanatra. That's it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Thank he, you. He found Hamana Hamana and he found Hamanatra, but we never saw that because the only thing that we saw with, with Rick was him close to Hamanatra and then almost getting shot by the, the Egyptian. Like, that's no, what I'm saying. No, he, he's flat out in Hamanatra because the, the face appears in the sand right underneath him, remember? Right, but it made, the my point is that it made it seem like he 
went and discovered more shit. Oh, after the fact. Right. Yes. And they don't they don't include that. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, wait, he he was on he was standing with some sand. He didn't yeah, discover shit. Yeah, I yeah. I mean if like those it, three years, like I'm more I'm more interested in what the fuck happened there. Less so about how he turned into Indiana Jones, but more of like, what the fuck did this guy go through? Well, I mean, but I think the what the fuck did this guy go through is what turns him into Indiana Jones. So, I mean, by... What do you mean by Indiana Jones? Like, he just became skilled at fucking fighting or some shit? No, he, he seemed to, like, like you, it's kind of to the point you were just making. Like, he seems to have found other stuff that we don't see and, and has this, like, knowledge of this place now that... He, well, he's you know, not super knowledgeable like Indy is. I mean, he does rely. No, on no, I, I'll give you that. But I'm saying like it, it. He's, but he goes from like foot soldier, turned quasi general because the other guy just fucks off and's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, he I basically becomes promoted. Yeah, basically, you know, and it, it just seemed a little dis. That part just seemed a little disjointed. You know what I mean? I buy it more in the second one because he's now gone through the whole thing from the first one and he's now married to Evie who is, you know, very well versed in this stuff and has spent the last, you know, 10 to 12 years with her, you know, learning all these, you know, even if tangentially learning this stuff about Egypt and these different culture stuff and, the you know, different ceremonies and all this stuff. So well, that was also repressed memory. That was re- memories from her previous self. And that's the same thing that happened to Rick. But she's that- also right. But she she also has an education in this stuff because that's clearly yeah. defined in the first one. So by default, if he's now living and married and whatever with this this woman, he that's going to become a part they're of gonna, his life as well. So they're going to influence each other. She's correct. Learn how to shoot and blah blah blah, and he's going to learn how to right. Ruck and you feed. know, because she's fucking sniping motherfuckers at the beginning of that movie, and you yeah, know, and they didn't have that in ancient Egypt. So I'm with you. Yeah. So um, you know, it, it it's. I mean, I don't. The only I don't have... the only, th- the only plot hole I had with the character of Rick was making him a a magi, because like his previous life was he was a magi. Okay. Like Ardith Bay. Yeah, yeah. Like saying, like I don't, I I didn't pay close enough attention, but I don't think there was a fucking tattoo on his wrist in the first, in the one. first one. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't think there was either. I thought the same I, thing. Yeah, I, I I feel like that was a bit of a stretch. Like, do, like you can argue, oh, he was a magi in a previous life. Don't try and shove this fucking ink in that didn't wasn't a thing. He's like, oh, I've had I've had this since I was a fucking kid in orphanage. No, you didn't. And first off, you had that when you were a kid in orphanage. Like, what fucking orphanage? Would, it, is, like it, inking it, kids. It would have worked better if it was some kind of birthmark or something. You know what yes. I mean? You know, or or you know something that and and obviously wouldn't be able to be that complicated as complicated as it was. Like the image is very complicated, so it would have had to been something simpler. But it could have still been a birthmark, or like you know, I mean, it's it's gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but like you remember um, Spaceballs? He's got that necklace, and he has no idea what the fuck the the pendant says. You know, like he could have had that or something that you know what I mean. That would have like the pendant could have been that symbol. And he just had this thing his whole life. He didn't know where it came from. You know what I mean? Right. You know, 
something like that. But it was, it is, it does tickle me because I'm still currently playing Assassin's Creed fucking Origins, Origins which is yeah. set in ancient Egypt, and your character is a Medjay. Yes. So, and, and I've been cracking jokes where it's just like, I am a Medjay like my father before me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but again, like a lot of this stuff, is it enough to take you out of the film? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you go through the, the Brandon Fraser mummy movies just to be purely entertaining. You're not, I mean, you're not going into for continuity. Egypt. Yeah. No, not... I mean, it, I would, I would argue that mummy and mummy returns have more continuity than the mummy and the mummy returns and tomb of the fucking dragon's dick and shit. Like it's just <laughs> sure. Especially when you start changing actors and actresses and stuff. I mean, <sighs> like, like getting back very briefly to our, our coming to America discussion. That's one of the things that you and I both, saw as a positive in the second coming to America was if the actor wasn't available, the character wasn't in the film. It it right out. just was what it was. And they did this or or they, they found a way to be creative about it, like with, with the mom, with Mad Sinclair being dead, they they the character was dead as well, but they still respectfully wrote her out. And, but know. they also found a way to reference her without it being a, a recast, right? So right, sa- right, right. same thing here. Like if you if you if you do that, that's why I was saying, like, make it the sister or the aunt or something. You know what I mean? Like, what or whatever. Right. So anyway, but, or, but no, or, I mean, just just have her be dead. Just have Evie be dead. Yeah. And that's because I mean, I'll that's, tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you, the third movie is like, I remember watching and be like, OK, this is definitely weird. When because, does it take place? Uh, an additional 10 years. So it's like 1946. So 46, I think. Okay. Right. Well, because I think, I think the last one's in 33, but I'm not going to split hairs over the year. The, right. Yeah. So, so. Um, the only two people that come back are Brendan Fraser and John Hanna. Yeah, I saw that. I had the if cast list up. So. If you didn't have them there, you could have, it, it could be a completely different fucking franchise. It could be a completely different movie. It could just be called Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. You don't have to call it the mummy. Sure. Um, one of my, it, it's, it's definitely a different style of filmmaking, which drives me up the wall because if you, like, there are certain movies where if a, if, if a director sets the tone, like, I'll give you a great example. The first three parts of the Caribbeans are Gore Verbinski. He has a very distinct title. He set the tone. Sure. Ironically enough, Rob Marshall, who did the third fucking uh, mummy film, also did the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean film. I would argue that he kept as close to tone with Gore Verbinski's first three Pirates films than he did for this mummy film. Mm. This mummy film is super campy. And it, it, it's it's they do the Star Wars uh, screen wipes. You know where they, the the scene wipes where yeah, it, yeah. it changes to a different scene. That's so it's that's not a thing in the first two mummy films, and then to see it be a thing is super jarring. Um, the the humor is completely amped up. The like I'm fine with going in a different direction of like going to China and shit. And Rob Marshall, I will give credit. He was very he was very adamant about trying to respect ancient Chinese culture as much as possible. But this was a shitty film. Like the CGI was just really fucking bad. And you could tell Jet Li was only there when he was in human form, 
when it's not when it's when he's in the like when it's the mummy he looks it's it's just clearly bad cgi well, like he and, wasn't on set and that was my argument for the scorpion king like that's what i'm saying like the rocks really only in that opening like sequence or that that flashback sequence when they talk about the bracelet right. he's not there's no way he's in that last no way. you know they no. used his likeness so it, it it looks like him digitally as best I'm they sure could. He, I'm sure he stood in front of a, sc- a green screen and made some fucking faces, but other uh, than that... God, I hope not, because it's pretty bad. I mean... Dude, I saw a YouTube channel, like, go, like, take modern-day effects and, like, re-fucking-do that whole sequence. Yeah. Where they took... The oh, I bet it looks badass now. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's way better. Yeah. Um, But that being said, the, di- dude, there's fucking Yeti, like, Abominable Snowman in the third fucking mummy film. And here's the twist. They are helping the good guys. And you're just, what? And, and Jet Li is, is dude, I, I don't understand how the, like universal was like, yeah, this is exactly the, what we want. And the, it ends on such a fucking weird joke. Like they, they fucking make it throughout the blah, blah, blah. And John Hanna, Jonathan runs a nightclub. That's his thing is that he took the fucking diamond at the end of Mummy Returns and he made a fucking fortune, opened up a, a fucking, <laughs> it's so stupid. He opened up a, uh, uh, an Egyptian style nightclub, like a forties nightclub yeah. in the middle of fucking Shanghai, China. So <laughs> you're, 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 just think about it. And he calls it Imhotep's. That's what I'm saying. It, they, it, just took the, they took the previous films and said, fuck it. You know what's really interesting about that is, it, 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 based on what you're describing, it almost feels like that's could be, the, and I know it's not. I know it's not because I remember the, I vaguely remember the name of the club, but it almost sounds like that could be the setting for where Temple of Doom starts. Well, that was Club Obi-Wan. No, I, I'm, I'm aware, yeah. but I'm saying like, isn't it basically in the same place though, in the same time window? It's slightly yeah, earlier, I think. I think it's it's about ten years later. Okay, but still. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's 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 him fucking being like at a club in China, but it's it's super weird because it's Egyptian themed. <laughs> okay, in China. can we just go back to the first? No, no, to... I have to tell you. So it ends with him being like. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to start another club somewhere else. Oh, I'm moving to Peru. And then it literally has a caption saying, mummies were discovered in Peru, much to Jonathan's chagrin or something like that. They clearly were like setting it up for like, mummy four, mummies in Peru. And you're just like, I fucking hope not. See, that one I could buy more than the, the em- Dragon Emperor. Yeah, that, I could buy that. Yeah. Um, I. Okay, I'm trying to wrap my brain around all that. Sorry. Um, that was a movie. No, I didn't even tell you the fucking best goddamn part. Tell me the best you know, goddamn part. All right, so you know that fucking, like, Evie and Rick have a kid in The Mummy Returns? Yes. Okay, what accent does that little boy have? A quasi-British accent, because it's got a little bit of American tinge to it, but sure. But, but mostly British, right? It's, it's, it's 60-40, sure. I'll give you that. Okay. That's all gone in when he grows the fuck up. He is flat out American as fuck. Okay. 
Like, it's not, they didn't even attempt, like, for him to, like, have occasional British inflection. It was just, yes, I grew up in London. Like, what now? You did, you, like, you went where now? <laughs> you yeah, did. You, you, I'm from jolly old England, governor. <laughs> it's, it's the most um, uh, John Wayne as fucking Genghis Khan was more believable than this motherfucker even being remotely English. John Wayne played Genghis Khan. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, dude. John Wayne. <laughs> oh, oh my god, this is the best part of this whole fucking episode. Is I get to tell you that John went John Wayne <laughs> played. Genghis fucking Khan in a movie and they released that shit and he went like he didn't attempt to like be anything other than John Wayne. Well that's uh, that's my like name's what I Genghis Khan, I'm the pillagers of uh, I'm the leader of fucking Asia shit. It's so bad. It's well, that's, so bad. That's like what I keep saying about Connery. As much as I oh, like him, you know, like Connery doesn't look, even try. Yeah, but look, I can I can <laughs> when, when Sean Connery played an Irishman, there are a lot of fucking ignorant people that are like, oh, well, what's the fucking difference? Like, the Irish people and the Scottish people... You know the one I keep going to uh, for the Connery. Russian, yeah, fucking... yeah, when he tries to play a Russian, like, meh. Okay, yes, I will give you that, but John Wayne has Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> like, look it up. I don't care if the oh, I... audio up you clicking i want you to look up just just a fucking photo of it because it's do you remember what it's called do you remember what the movie's called i think it's called genghis khan or just do a google search like john wayne genghis khan you'll find i'll find it i'm just curious dude it's so it's like how do i describe it because it's such a bizarre thing it's like i i got nothing because that is the weirdest (laughs) i I got nothing Uh, i don't know man it's like like if you took Owen Wilson and cast him as Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that's just so offensive on so many levels. Like, yeah. wow, I have a dream, you know? Wow, like <laughs> I have a dream that you know white people and black people and yeah, like it. it you and then they like they legit were serious and they released it. Right, right. Fucking John Wayne. It's Genghis fucking Khan. I'm trying to find it. Oh my god! I'm, I'm on his IMDb and I'm just scrolling through until I see it. I would just do a Google Images; it'd be faster. Well, I'll find it, I but I don't know if it's called Genghis Khan. So no, I'm just looking for. I'm looking. I'm not even looking at the titles. I'm looking at the characters where it says oh, what the character okay. I play. Because if you played Genghis Khan, it'll say Genghis Khan. Right. It's... The closest thing I've seen yet is uh, there is. I, I just lost that, but there was a definitely a. A movie title, but it's not him playing Khan. He's playing some colonel. Ugh. Which, surprise, John Wayne played a colonel. You know. I mean, a colonel is fine. No, but I'm just saying he plays a lot of colonels. That's John Wayne playing Colonel fucking Sanders makes more sense than him fucking playing Genghis fucking God. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Ugh. But, I mean, yeah. It's so bad it's not even his IMDb. No, it's there, motherfucker. It's there. I, I just did a... I'm, I'm looking at it. Okay, well, then just do a Google search. Like just go, do a Google image search. Yeah, it's not in his IMDb. Unless it's uh, not John Wayne. It's definitely John Wayne. All right. I'll, I'll Sorry, everybody, but we have to find John Wayne as Genghis Khan. You Conway. have to find John Wayne as Genghis fucking John. Uh, G- G- Genghis fucking John. <laughs> uh, John the Conqueror Wayne. is the film. 
Okay. Oh, I've seen this. Not the film, but I've seen this. I, I forget where this came up, but I saw a picture of this somewhere once. I have seen this. You you see a fucking image of it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. That's why I know it. I'm saying I've seen the same exact image before. Oh, my God. Like, they, yeah, that's just... That's just bad casting. Dude. He's not Genghis Khan in IMDb. He's Tem Temujin, is the name. Temujin. Temujin is yeah, the because, name of the character. Because they didn't want to fucking offend the people. They're like more oh, than they already had. Up, yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not straight up saying he's Genghis Khan, but he's t- he's another Asian fucking general or whatever. Like like the like the Asian community gets pissed off when like oh you cast a Japanese actor as a Chinese you know character. Well, they see, get fucking... he, it's, it's a Howard Hughes film, so there's your first clue. I guarantee that's when Howard Hughes was, like, locked up in the fucking like, apartment, pissing in jugs and, and growing <laughs> his nails all out. Like, he was just fucking batshit crazy at that point. Yeah, they, they don't call him Genghis. The storyline says, In ancient times, a Mongolian warlord, Temujin, must do battle against rival tribe that killed his father. The battle pales yeah. in comparison with his home life as he attempts to woo the heart of the red-haired Tartar prisoner Bortai, whom he captured in a raid. Yeah, all of that. Oh, was- okay. All right, hold on. Temujin is defeats his enemies with and without, and is ultimately crowned Genghis Khan. So the I think the Genghis Khan is I guess what he changes his name to from Temujin. Oh my god! They should have Temujin off the fucking place of the earth. It's the fucking like. Tem- uh. All right, so yeah, w- uh, Brendan Fraser. I'm, <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually I'm I'm legit looking up Genghis Khan now because I want to know if his name was ever Temujin. Like I'm legit curious about if his name was ever Temujin before Genghis Khan. Well, yes, he you're... was born Temujin. So yes, oh, so that's... it is totally Genghis. It's, it's a totally fucking biographical Genghis thing of Genghis yep. fucking Khan. It, it is, yeah. Khan. <laughs> that's that is. I I know what we're talking about on Get Vocal this Friday because, and I only say that because Jess did a six part thing on Body Count about Genghis Khan. So in the off chance that she's not aware of this, we need to tell her. <laughs> I'm, she probably is aware. Probably, because she's smart like that. But in the right. off shot that she's not, I want to see that reaction <laughs> live. I, like I, 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 I would love to do a fucking whole thing of like the worst castings of all time. Maybe that's what we'll do. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. 
And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Anyway, yeah. that's getting that's getting off topic. Let's you know what was not a bad casting was was Brandon Fraser as Rick O'Connell cuz honestly Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you know what Steph calls him? What's that? She calls Brandon Fraser cutie patootie. Whenever whenever like we're oh, like it's like hey, let's watch this movie. I'm like, "Oh, who's in it? Cutie patootie." Oh, Brandon Fraser. Cool. <laughs> so that's how I know. One of the things that I liked that they did in the the Brandon Franch, Fraser franchise, as opposed to the twenty seventeen re twenty seventeen remake, and they do it briefly, but it 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 falls off pretty quickly, and they they never go back to it really. Is holding on to the Egyptian language. Yeah, Emotep never. I don't think he, he doesn't speak any English until the Mummy returns, and even then, it's meant much like they do. Again, referencing Hunt for October, where yeah. it's assumed that they're actually speaking Egyptian to each other, and they just made it English so that we didn't have a whole bunch of subtitles to read. Uh, agreed. And I like that. I actually thought yeah. that was a, a a nice piece to it. You know, I would argue I'm not sure that it's Arnold Vosloo who plays Imhotep. I don't know if that's his voice. I've never heard Arnold Vosloo speak English. But they they distorted the voice enough where he's talking to the kid, yeah, uh, Alex. So yeah. I don't know if that's Arnold Vosloo speaking English, being like, "It is you who are the chosen one." I, I didn't mean to make it sound James Earl Jones, but that's that's my <laughs> that's point. What it happened, yeah. It could have been James Earl Jones as the mummy, for all the fuck we know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at. Uh, I don't know enough of Arnold Vosloo's filmography. I'm actually looking at it right now. He's, believe it or not, he's in a lot of stuff I bet you we both have seen and didn't realize because he does a lot of, it seems like he does a lot of voice work, which is ironic considering you said you don't know what he Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but he's he, he was the voice in, there's a there's a Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. It's a an, uh, DC animated film, and he plays yeah. Black Adam in that. Um, he's in All Star Superman. Wait, 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 wait. Ironically enough, Black Adam is going to be played by the whole uh, The Rock. That's true. That's true. So you have um, two mummy actors playing Black Adam. He apparently is in an episode, a s- series of episodes on um, uh, NCIS. And now that it, I see that, I do, I do oh. reckon it's only three episodes, but he plays a pretty prominent role in those episodes, and I, I rec, I remember I, those. So I do remember that. Wasn't he like Ziva's like superior? Wasn't he Israeli or something? He is a, he is Israeli in the he wasn't Ziva's um su, or superior, superior but yeah. he, he was a Mossad agent for sure. Yeah. I so, remember that shit. Yeah. Um and then he's, ironically enough, the guy who plays Art of Bay is Israeli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then there's a Green Lantern video called Green Lantern Emerald Knights, and he's Abin Sir in that. I could totally see that. I, 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 see that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I would I would like to go and uh, check out some Arnold Vosloo fucking voice shit instead of just confusing him with the guy from Titanic. 
Because that's <laughs> well, who yeah. I kept thinking it was. I was like, holy fuck, is this not Billy Zane? Which, okay, which ironically, you asked what I thought of the film, and another one of the films that reminded me of is The Phantom, which Billy Zane plays The Phantom. There you go. Um, it, it, had, it had a very um, similar feel yeah. to it, too. It's not as comic booky for obvious reasons, but it... Sure. It and and the Phantom isn't as big on the um the scares, if you will, like the 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 scary creatures. But it it's still in the jungle, and it's in the jungle as opposed to the desert. But you're in the jungle, you're digging through, you know, you're going through old, you know. And it's I'm, sure there I'm, is a jungle sequence in the Mummy Returns, so I'm with you. Yeah, and I and I would think that the Uncharted film that's coming with Tom Holland's going to be. Very, I think it's going to be a cross between this this mummy film, the the Brandon Fraser, and the remake. Like I think it's going to be a mixture of the two. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by Marky Mark playing fucking the the shady mentor character. Oh, is he playing um Sully? Yeah, you know, okay. I, not at all who I would have thought. I would have thought fucking yeah. Um, what's his fucking name? Um. The guy from Army of Darkness. I'm, I'm, I'm so. Oh, um, um, oh, Jesus. Um, he's in Spider-Man for fuck's he's sake. He's in Spider-Man. Fucking, he's the Sam Raimi fucking good luck charm. Um, God damn it. I, I, I know better. I, 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 I'm, I used to be good Bruce, at this shit. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You um, helped. You got the first name. I got the last name. Together we can achieve everything. <laughs> Link is skew, baby. Link is skew. There you go. That's um, who I would have gone. I would have gone Bruce Campbell, especially based on his his character in Burn Notice. Uh, just getting back to um, Arnold oh, yeah. Arnold for just a second. He's also in that Jack Ryan uh, TV series that was on Amazon Prime. Oh, I haven't watched any of that shit. I so. haven't watched it either, but I hear good things. Out and... of the two of us, you would have been the more likely to watch it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, no, because the only the only one of the Jack Ryan ones that I've you don't even like Jack in... Ryan. You just like the fucking run for Red October. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, because I've what watched. If they had a, what if what if they had a whole se- like a whole season based on the hunt for Red October? Would I'd, watch it? I'd check it out, see if I liked it, see if it held up. Yeah, I mean, it, the the because I've watched the I, I I'm pretty sure I saw the Chris Pine one. I know I saw the Affleck one, and right. neither All of them shoots. neither of them were like memorable. You know, no, and or, and yeah. I, and I, like, until and I, you reminded me that Chris Pine was Jack Ryan, I completely had forgotten. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and that's not a shot at Chris Pine, because I like Chris Pine quite a bit. Like, everything I've seen him in, I've usually enjoyed. And I didn't hate the thing that he did with Jack Ryan. It just wasn't memorable, like you said. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's been in other roles that I remember, sometimes for good stuff, sometimes for bad stuff. And even, even those, he's not the problem. Like, the quantum leaping in Wonder Woman's not Chris Pine's fault. He... He plays Steve Trevor just fine. It's it's the concept. Sure. It's the problem. So, um, but yeah. So that's that's uh getting back to what's his face. He's also right. in. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of Twenty Four, but he's in basically all no. of. Yeah, I think he would like Twenty Four. I I'm sure I would. I've seen I've seen more things spoof it than I have on actually watching an episode. I think it's on Hulu if you're interested. Probably, yeah. I I could always, I yeah, I could I could find my ways to getting it, but um, I think you would enjoy that to, show, but that's a different conversation. So I've got to tell you, man, Brendan Fraser was like, I I fucking loved most of Brendan's fucking films because he was also 
a comedic actor for kids. Like he was in George of the Jungle, and mm-hmm. which I heard was pretty no, it, bad. No, no, no. I mean, George of the Jungle is great where it's self-referential. So you have a narrator who's arguing with like mm. characters. Like it, it's it's funny enough where like a kid would enjoy it. Um, and Brendan Fraser is just lovable and charming. He's he's just a you know he's just great. Dudley Do Right, I was not a fucking big fan of what she did do, and then, but I mean, he was in the remake of Bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley. I saw I that. Fucking, I had fond memories of that. He was, he was so fucking good in like the. It was, it's not a Space Jam sequel. It's a Space Jam sort of sub sequel, sub spinoff. Looney Tunes back in action. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I saw. Holy that. fuck, dude! You got a you? Did you have you? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, once a long time ago, but yeah, I have seen it. Dude, rewatch it because it's fucking like astounding of like the jokes in there thing. And like Brendan Fraser is not only just playing a character, he's also playing Brendan Fraser, like right. a fictionalized right. version of himself. And I remember that. Showed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so it's really funny because he's playing Brendan Fraser and he's also playing the stuntman to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Because his argument is, oh, Brendan Fraser doesn't do his own stunts. He has to get someone who looks like him to do it. But Brendan Fraser has done a ton of his own stunts. Like, he broke his... He did so much shit and broke so much shit in the first two Mummy films. Well, that's good, though. I mean, it's good that he, you know... I I like when actors do that, and that's a kind of a funny... I'm sure it wasn't by design, but it's another interesting connection between the two Mummy franchises because Tom Cruise is notorious for doing that as well. You know, Tom Cruise is so notorious about doing his own stunts. He insists everyone else does. Like he's like, I'm gonna run across and jump off this building. You are too, cameraman. You got to keep up with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they're like, no, no, no. We're gonna fucking be far away. And he's like, no, no. You're gonna be right there with me. If yeah. I'm running, you're sprinting. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I, I like. I mean, uh, Brendan Fraser for me goes all the way back. To my first time ever seeing him was in uh, Encino Man. Yeah, Oh, Encino! I was I was sure you were gonna pull out Airheads. Mm-mm. Encino Man, first first time I ever saw him. Encino Man, I love Encino Man, and I mean, yeah. sadly, he barely has any lines. But I mean, that's not why I like it. But I mean, you know, um, he was he. I remember him being in the movie Crash. I only saw Crash a couple times, but I remember. I didn't being, see that. Crash is like, I know it's a more serious film. It's it's, it's a very serious film, but, um. I didn't see, like, there's a couple films that I was like, oh, I'll check that out. Like, he was in Blast from the Past, I guess. Where oh, I like, saw that, he's... Where, the, where he's in the, the bunker for, <coughs> you know, 20 years or some shit. Yeah, Deb right. loves that movie. She 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 forced me to watch it, but it ended up being worth the watch. Like, I, I was really hesitant. I was really like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. Well, you just watch this movie, and then we watch it. I was like, all right, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, you know, so... God, I, I totally understand Deb. <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken is is a highlight of that film for me. All right, but but Christopher um, Walken's Christopher Walken. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but Christopher Walken is not always a highlight of every fucking film. Take me. <laughs> I... Okay, he's a highlight of Joe Dirt. <laughs> he's a highlight. He's a highlight. No, I I enjoy Walken being Walken. So anytime I see him get to be himself is entertaining to me. So I am more impressed when Christopher Walken tries well, has an attempt at acting. I I didn't say he was a good actor. I said he's Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, I am saying Christopher Walken is a good actor, but he forgot how to do it. 
<laughs> he just became a caricature of himself. Just yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna just walk on screen and say some shit. Like that's all he does is just you know he's just a weird fucking dude. Um, there was another Brendan Fraser flick. Uh, he's not credited, but he's in it. It's the Stand by Me girl version. Now and then, and okay. He has one of the best scenes of that whole film. I mean, look, now and then is is just unfortunately going to be called the girl Stand by Me. Because it's four girls in a certain in, in the fifties or sixties, sure, going through an adventure. It, they, it's it's less Stephen King oriented and more kind of whatever girl girly. I, I don't mean to be that guy, but it is. It could have. It was kind of ready to fail. I w- I liked it. I wish it could have done a little bit better. Um, but at one point there, the four girls are like riding their bikes on like a highway. Uh, or just a fucking random road, and Brendan Fraser plays a um, a Vietnam vet, sort of just ramboing his way across the country. And they interview, they they, they interview, they talk to him, starting off a conversation, and he's like, it, it was a great turn from what he was doing at the time because he was doing the the kid comedies, the lighthearted shit, and he flat out is the only adult who has the balls to tell these girls, like, don't, you know, I'll tell you what, your parents don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know, adults make the worst mistakes. The government's going to lie to you. Like he's, it was a real interesting shift. And I totally dug it. Like he's offering the kids cigarettes, hmm. you know, like he's just that guy. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not your dad. What do I care if you get cancer? Right. Like, what do right. I care? Um, but unfortunately, Brendan, Brendan fucking, he, he, he didn't, like get a dip in his career. His career was sabotaged and it was based on now. Nah, look, I don't know that this shit is true, but I tend to believe him because it's not common for a man to come forward and say that he was, uh, was he sexually harassed. He was me too, for lack of a better phrase. Me- yeah. He was me too, but he was the victim is what, is what I want to. Right, 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 right. No, I, I, yeah. Um, Someone, I think it was like a, a heavy duty producer, but also someone who was like kind of in charge of the Golden Globes randomly, mm. uh, grabbed his ass and, as Brennan puts it, rubbed their finger and caressed his taint. Hmm. Like, that's a very specific description. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And. And then he said, what the fuck? And he reported it. And then gradually over the years, you saw none of Brendan Fraser. Like he was really struggling. And I think he was also at the same time going through a fucking bad divorce. I mean, I'm, so I'm, he... I'm not debating anything you're saying, but I am looking at his uh, IMDb and he's consistently worked. He just maybe not being cons- starring roles, but he's consistently worked at least. He's, he's consistently worked, but he's always like third tier. Or something, or it's like a, it's not directed DVD. He, he didn't sink that far, but there was a time where it was like a lister, mummy, so, right, 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 you know? right. I mean, he no, had to I mean... really, really climb out of that hole. Plus, he, I think, during the depression and and all that shit, he gained a lot of weight. He just mm. doesn't. He he aged very badly, and you could tell that is from stress. That is from possibly drugs and alcohol. Like he he. He's getting a bit of an upswing back. Like, he's sort of coming out and he's well, getting I mean, some recognition. Part of it's the voice he's doing in uh, uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol? Yeah, he, he's that definitely helped. Um, uh, but he's also 
it, it is the Me Too because no, oh, yeah, you know he it was him and like Terry Crews, like yeah, no but it hasn't hurt believe... Terry as badly. No, it, Terry got lucky because but Terry waited during Me Too to say to talk about it. Oh, Brandon did it way before, so Brandon did it like as soon as it happened. Yeah. When well, like producers were like, "Fuck you and your victim," we're gonna he, like bury you he, in the ground. He's doing Doom Patrol. He's also on a show called The Professionals. Um, I don't, I don't know that one. Yeah, The Professionals. I'm looking now. Uh, it's uh, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, you're right. He's put on some weight though. The picture. He looks pretty bad. Yeah, it it's it's sad. Like, um. I, I always dug Brendan. I was, you know, the one that's interesting to me, and I only know because this name is usually interesting. He's in an untitled Darren Aronofsky project that's currently filming. Okay, so I'll be curious to see what that's going to be. But you know, I mean, I'm glad that he's in like DC and he plays the fucking. I don't remember what the character is. Cliff Steele slash Robot Man is the name. Okay, of the character. Yeah, he, he plays Robot Man, but like. See, that's the thing he needed is that he he should have come back and given like a Marvel or a DC thing to kind of just put him back on screen. Like he doesn't have to be the action star. He doesn't have to be sure. the main lead, but have him be like, I'll 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 give you this right. Like Rhodey, he could have been not 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 that character, but like that level of character. I'll I'll give you one better. If if they never went Clark Gregg as Coulson, it could have been Frazier. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like I could see him being the a, a like another agent, and you know it sucks. I'm, I'm it sucks that he went through what he went through. I tend to believe him, especially since the guy that who, who the perpetrator said he did it, but he said no, no, it was a it was a joke. Mm. That's that's the problem is that he admitted to doing it, but he said, oh, I didn't caress his taint. I just pinched him on the ass because I heard Brendan Fraser did that to somebody else. And even that was proven that that never happened. So yeah. the guy is like saying, oh, well, I did it based on something that Brendan did. That didn't happen. So I'm admitting it, but my logic for doing it sucks. Yeah, yeah. That does suck. And it, it, it's a shame because I, I think he's, I mean, is he, is he was he winning in the Oscars? Yeah, probably not. But he's talented, you know. I, I mean, he was in Crash. Again, he was in Crash. And right. Crash was an Oscar fucking uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it won anything. It was definitely nominated. It was the no, no. It did. That's what it was. It was like it won best picture. Um, and at the time, I think it was like up against Brokeback Mountain and shit. Um, and everyone, everyone thought it was going to be Brokeback Mountain that won, but it was Crash. Uh, let's see. Oscar controversy. Yeah. Crash won best picture at the seventy eighth Academy Awards. Beating Brokeback Mountain, making it the only second film ever, other being the Sting, the Sting, to win the award for Best Picture without having been nominated for any of the three Golden Globes awards. Uh huh. So that's what it was. It was a. Yeah. It was a. Uh, look, both films are great. Both films are very different. It, it was just one is racial inequality. The other one is uh, homosexual inequality. The, that, the that's biggest, really the difference. The biggest controversy piece according to this and what I'm reading off Wikipedia is that they picked it so that they didn't have to pick the LGBT film. Yeah. So yeah. um that's that, you know, yeah. 
you know, that's maybe a different conversation. However, um, but the point is that even looking at that, with all respect to Brendan Fraser, looking at the nominations for it, he wasn't nominated for any of this. Like, he specifically no. wasn't nominated for anything. But from he that was front. in an Oscar-winning film. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of people George... in Oscar-winning films that aren't Oscar, Oscar-worthy actors, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, but it, it certainly helps. It and, certainly helps your 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 oh, sure. resume. I, I want to stress real quick. I'm saying that about a Brandon Fraser. I'm not Oscar worthy person either. You know, like I this is not me. You know, casting a version on him. You know, no, of course so, not. Um, we, we we're we're not even worthy enough to be named Oscar. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Right, um, and, and and quite honestly, like if if he was in a role that earned him an Oscar, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck? Like, if he was in a role that he did and earned him the Oscar, then hey, go Brandon Fraser. Like, go get your Oscar, well, homie. You know. So. You bring up an interesting thing because he was in a movie that I was like super impressed with his performance. And it was called Gods and Monsters. And the reason why I think it's relevant is because he he plays a like a gardener handyman for the real director, I think his name is James Whaley. James Whaley was the director of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein way back in the 30s. So, one of the original universal horror films. Right. And he's played by Ian McKellen. And Fra- uh, John Whaley, uh, if that's his fucking name, John Whaley. It, or it's W-H-A-L-E, so I'll go with that. I don't know how to pronounce it. But... No, no, no. What, what's his first name? John or James. James? Oh, James. 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 So James Whaley was, especially at the time, very out. Very, very, like, gay and very out. When it was, like, not a thing. Right. Um, and he would throw, like, gay, lavish, orgy parties. And Brendan Fraser plays a very, like, he's a fictional character. But he is, he befriends this aging gay director and he learns all about the movies and and the career and they have kind of a like a combative relationship where he's kind of homophobic and he's forced to kind of combat his own homophobia by still be intrigued by this gay director sure and i thought he did a pretty fucking convincing performance and now i just find it absolutely interesting that he eventually was like in another universal you know horror movie icon thing with the mummy right right i well, think i i would what in a perfect world would i like to see brendan fraser come back and do another rick o'connell fucking mummy film i don't know i i think there is that trope where they take actors that go back to the well and i think i think a, at this point if he was gonna have to if he was gonna do it right you do uh, it where the son not the one from the dragon Dragon's Dick one, but the as you call it, but the you know you get a the new actor. Womb. Yeah, you get a new actor, you know, to play to play the character to play his son, and maybe he's like he's the Sean Connery of Last Crusade. I, I was gonna say that, or he's at least at home, like you know what I mean. Like maybe he's not out on the adventure, but like there's a sequence at least where he's 
you know, like they discover whatever needs to be searched out and they, they're discovering that together in England or, or even maybe in America, but at least let the kid have the accent. You know, yeah, you know what they're you know what they're trying to find. They're trying to find the mystery of what the fuck happened to Rachel Weisz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Like you, you do it that yeah. way, and then and if he's up to it, then maybe you do the Connery version. But if not, then you at least have that that him that part, and then have it kind of go off with the sun after that. And that's kind of how you do a reboot of that that version of the franchise. You know, the the that the more humor filled. You know, whatever. So. They won't do it. They won't no, do it. No, probably not. But I'm there, saying there will undoubtedly be another mummy film. But I predict it'll be much like they're they're prob. I predict because nostalgia and retro is in. They'll probably try and base it more on the on the original, the Karloff, mummy. the Boris Karloff. The, yeah, yeah. Which in itself, the '99 Mummy is. It is a, but it's more action oriented. It's more high octane. It's more humorous. But I have a feeling they'll probably go Karloff oriented. You know, like real trying right, to right, fucking right. go back to the roots. And they'll probably do a spin. It'll, it'll probably be the fucking guy to the Invisible Man. Be like, all right, you you wowed us with the Invisible Man. Give us the mummy. Now, like, see that, I got. Yeah. And that'd be if, if there's a way to work Brandon Fraser into the film, even if he's not Rick O'Connell. But just let Brandon Fraser make him make him the mummy, make it a French Canadian fucking mummy, <laughs> or or if if anything, just let him let him be there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, how yeah, you know. And why would it be French Canadian? He's French Canadian. I was just making a joke. He's born in Indianapolis, Indiana. I know, but he's French Canadian. Uh, his mom is French. He, oh, he's right. he's both. He has okay. dual citizenship of of Canada and. Uh, you were about to say Canada, weren't you? <laughs> I was about to say Canada. <laughs> Canada, um, the the other country over by Zamunda. <laughs> what, what what was Robin Williams' old joke about about Canada? It's a it's a, it's a loft apartment above a really good party. That's what he called. <laughs> so, um, you coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But yeah, I got, I, I got really, I don't know what else to say. I'm just, I'm, I mean, look, I will look, say this. I'm glad you saw them. I, you know what? I am too. I, I mean, no, I am too. I, 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 I did enjoy them. I found myself really intrigued. Like I, I did. I really enjoyed them. Like I, I, they, they fit into a, a group of films. Like I said, the Phantom, um, you know, a little bit like indie. Another one I met, I, I thought of was, um, even though it's more modern days, the, um, Angelina Jolie versions of Tomb Raider felt very much like that, you know. And I enjoy all those films. The only the only difference between those films and say The Mummy is I think that the horror aspect is is turned up just a little bit more, but um, but not in a way that's like they're not trying to jump scare you out of your seat every five seconds. Do you know what I mean? And I think no. that's what I don't like about some horror films, you know, in general. You know, uh-huh. it's general terms is like I don't need to be. I don't mind if you got a jump scare, and I don't mind if you got a creepy creature that's gonna, you know, whatever. But like every two seconds, you don't need to push me in my seat. I'll give you a good example. 
of how I feel about that in general, right? General terms. And it goes to something I know you can relate to. We have both played Resident Evil 2. Yes. And they and they bring that character in about halfway through the, the story. That's, Mr. X? Mr. X, yeah. That's just chasing you through the, the, the compound. It's, it's not even that he's chasing you. It's that he's slowly stomping towards you. Right. And you're just like, you even, I remember when, the, when you started playing and that character eventually showed up, you called me, you were like, what what the fuck? I I stopped playing. Right. I flat out stopped playing. I went through the first fucking Leon part, and then I was like, all right, let me fucking start Claire, and I just couldn't do it. Like it was, I I mean to be fair, I was going through some shit sure. personally. Well, sure, but so I was trying to go through some escapism, and I'm like, all right, let me shoot some fucking zombies, and my anxiety was at a fucking level that I couldn't deal. I really couldn't deal with it. But I'll yes, and that all makes perfect sense. But I will and, also and that is the that's a great thing for a game when you're in the mood for it. But that's the thing. I'm not. I was not going through the things that you were going through, right. and that that dealing with that character and Mister X strings my anxiety to a level where I don't want to play it either. I have yet to complete it, which is interesting because I'm pretty certain when it originally came out in 1990, fuck. And and I had it on the PlayStation Two or One. I mean, I I'm pretty certain I beat it. You know, well, but I would argue that the graphics were not as great. <laughs> it's not about the graphics though. It's about the anno- the character just annoys the shit out he's, of me. Yeah, he's they they took the character and made him. I mean, arguably he is. I've seen forums and I've seen polls. He is the most dread-inducing character in most of the Resident Evil games. Yeah, I'd say Nemesis is right behind him, but sure, yeah. Nemesis is right behind him, if not sometimes ahead of him. Yeah. Purely for the fact that he's more of a threat. Like, you can outrun uh, Mr. X. You can outrun Nemesis, too. Yeah, but Nemesis can shoot your ass. Yeah, and you can shoot him back. That's the difference. You can't shoot Mr. X at all. It doesn't do you any good. Well, you can shoot him, it does make him stumble, and, and at one point he can fucking take a breather. But you can keep shooting him in the fucking head, and, and, and it won't kill him. Yeah, and you'll just pop off bullets and waste your bullet, waste your ammo supply. But can I can I point out something in the Mummy that I didn't realize, and then I thought about it, I'm like, oh my fuck. Sure. In the first Mummy, when Imhotep comes back to life, he gets his eyes and a tongue from that dude, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. How fucking unlucky is it that he managed to steal the eyes for the guy who's got the shittiest eyesight in the whole fucking movie? Yeah, I don't think that really matters, but it's a good point. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you see what yeah. I'm saying? I do. It's kind I do. of like, I stole eyes and fuck, I need glasses now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I want to say, Rico, because I think you'll be interested in hearing this, because I don't think I actually talked about it, the order in which I enjoyed them the most, I, I, I think, is. So I. I will tell you, I actually enjoyed The Mummy Returns more than the original Mummy. I did. I liked them. I liked The Mummy Returns a lot. I'm not saying you didn't, but I'm saying, like, if I, I was... No, I'm saying I agree with you. Yeah. If, oh, so you, you like the second one better than the first one? I would... Um, I kind of view them as on equal footing. Yeah, see, if I was and... going to go back and watch one, I would pick The Mummy Returns almost every time. Like, if well, I had to me... pick between the two. Not to take away from you, but let me let me let me phrase it this way. Sure. When I first saw the Mummy, it's so fucked up. When I saw first saw the Mummy, it was on 
uh, those little fucking TVs on a bus. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I was on my way to camp. First time I saw Jason Bourne, I was on a plane coming back from Vegas. So I the the first the first Bourne movie. So yeah. But when I first saw the Mummy, I had never I hadn't seen the Mummy Returns. I hadn't seen anything. So I'm viewing it as a straight up horror film, and I was like eight eight years old. Okay. So I was super creeped out by the Mummy. Then Nancy took me to see the Mummy Returns in theaters, which is. So not a movie that she would have gone to see. She fucking did not enjoy seeing The Mummy Returns. All the fucking bugs and fucking scorpions. Sure. And, and mom, was, mom was a bigger wimp about scary movies than anybody else. Hmm. Um, but So I was kind of creeped out by The Mummy Returns when I saw it in theaters because it's a whole other viewing experience sure. in theaters. But I dug it because I could relate to it. There's a little fucking kid. And I like yeah. anything with a good sword fight sequence. and. And I will give them credit that Patricia uh, Velasquez and uh, Rachel Weiss prepared extensively for their sword fight scenes. Like they I, did all that shit themselves. And it was a great, it was a great sequence it's both great, times because yeah. it happens twice: once in a flashback and once in modern day. Modern day, yeah. Well, um, modern for them, so yeah. Modern, yeah. Nineteen thirties, nineteen forty, fuck, fuck. Nineteen thirty-three, if I recall. Uh, you're probably right. Um, I, I, um, I love when you pause, like you're going to argue with me and you're like, no, you're probably right. <laughs> you yeah. do that. Not just tonight in general, that'll happen. I'll say something and you pause, like you're about to argue with me. And then you're like, nah, fuck it. You're good. Well, my natural instinct is to fucking argue with you, but then <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, because I had more of an enjoyment of seeing the mummy returns. I liked the mummy returns just a slightly bit more. But I still think that the Mummy and the Mummy Returns are like it's it's one one A and one one B. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that type of ranking. Right, right. Hold on, I'm, I'm... So that's that's how I would rank them, and then I would go fucking just to complete my fucking ranking of these specific films. I would go the fucking Tom Cruise Mummy, and then I would go the Scorpion King, and then I would go. I would I would never go back to fucking Tomb of the Dra- of the Womb of the Dragons fucking. Emperor's fucking Jet Li, they're fucking so bad. So, how would you rank it? <laughs> couple, couple quick things. One, just to back up your point about Rachel Weisz and Patricia Velasquez, they trained for that sequence for five months, just for that one sequence, and and it shows. And no stunt women were used at any point during the entire thing. It shows. They, yeah. they fucking flawlessly did that shit Um, and that's my point is that they really cared enough to do that for a movie called the mummy returns yeah yeah i mean this isn't this isn't you know and i'm only saying this because it's a martial arts heavy film but the matrix like the matrix you know yeah you would you would expect some they and they did train to that same level you know for for some of those scenes um here's an interesting uh there, this is listed as a goof, Rico. I'd like to read this to you. It's a little bit lengthy, so bear with me, but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. For which film? Uh, it's actually about both. It ties to the first two. In in The Mummy, the first scene of Rick O'Connell and the French Foreign Legion fighting the Bedouins is tagged as 1923. The next yeah. scene at the museum is tagged as three years later, presumably 1926. Mm-hmm. 
The Mummy Returns tags the first scene with the Econos searching for the bracelet of Anubis as 1933. And Alex screams at his uncle when they're outside the museum that he's only eight years old. For him to be eight years old, his parents would have had to have had him in 1925, possibly conceived in 24. Rick and Evie wouldn't even have met yet. I, I think that's a legit fucking... That, that's a legit plot hole. Yeah. I mean, either, either fucking Alex is the one kid who's absolutely lying about his age, and he's really like fucking four years old or some shit. I mean, I don't know. I think there was the misconception that he was also 10. People thought he was 10 years old. And they See, had I thought he was 10 as well. Up. Yeah. Until, yeah. until he says the line. So, right. So by the way, did you recognize killer Croc, killer Croc chasing yeah. after him the whole thing? Adewale, yeah. I can never say his last name, but yeah, his, Adewale is fucking good enough. As far as I'm concerned, man. No, I, I I'm not a big fan of that guy. Um, yeah. he, he was, um, yes, he plays Killer Croc, but he was also on, uh, he's in Oz, which is where mm-hmm. I first saw him. And then mm-hmm. he also had a stint at, as a character known as Mr. Echo on the show Lost, which was J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams' big breakout thing. I mean, I know he did some other stuff, but that's the thing that kind of really so launched him. him. Yeah. Well, it was Alias. Well, yeah, yeah, Alias kind of got him his name, but but Lost was like a fucking phenomenon. I don't know that Alias was as much of a phenomenon as more of a cult kind of thing. That's my yeah. opinion on it. Fair, um, fair enough. That's not to say it was a bad show, but, but just, you but know. Yes, I do agree that is a plot hole. I, um, I In the same sense that, hey, did he have a fucking tattoo in the first one? No. Right. No, no, I'm just. I'm, I'm more curious if that's a fucking goof. Uh, like, about the tattoo. Yeah, the Magi tattoo. Let me tattoo. take a look here. Uh, no, they're they're focusing more on apparently the double decker bus that they used wouldn't have been built until 1954. Yeah, I mean those are all real fucking good goofs and plot holes and shit, but like, it's called the fucking Mummy Returns, dude. Like, you know, I, I I'll I'll suspend some fucking disbelief of historical accuracy, but I, I'm more focused on like, does this make sense compared to the previous film based on the characters? Yeah, That's see, all I can do. There's little stuff here that they're picking out. Like, um, apparently in a flashback when Emotep embraces Anaxunamun, the, the woman, Anaxunamun. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, apparently you can see two of his vaccination scars from modern vaccinations. Like, like, I guess the that, actor has two scars from getting vaccinations, and so... Who gives a fuck? But that's... I know, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of, like, nitpicking some stuff here, as opposed to that what you were talking about. That almost seems like someone who's anti-vaxxer made right? that trivia recently <laughs> right? to be like, see, they didn't fucking... You know, anti-vaxxing is, it ruins the mummy movies. Oh, fuck off. Like, apparently, like, 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 here's another one. This goes back to the two girls doing their own scene, right? That we think is pretty awesome, right? But during the ancient cat fight scene, Nefertiri gets knocked down to the ground. And the wait, fight... wait, wait, they call it an ancient cat fight scene? That's what it says. That's fucked up. Don't, I gr- that's, that's, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm reading, y'all, for those paying attention. I'm that's, just... that's, that's a misogyny. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> During the ancient cat fight scene, Nefertiri gets knocked to the ground and the fight temporarily stops. Nefertiri then takes off her mask with her right hand. On her right ring finger 
around the third phalanx, you can see a Band-Aid wrapped around it. Band-Aids obviously weren't available in the time period. Okay. Okay. I mean, here's an interesting bit of trivia. Originally, Nefertiti's name was Nefertiti, but they were like, yeah, we're not going to make any boob jokes. <laughs> yeah. So they, no, that, so they changed it to Nefertiti. No, I know. Um... I mean, I could see, the, I could see why. <laughs> uh, this... I, I've got to say, like, okay, Rachel Weisz was one of my earliest fucking crushes, like childhood crushes. I could when see that. I, oh my god, she was so fucking. She still is. She's so fucking hot. Uh, who's this guy? Hold on one second, because you just might find interesting. Oh, you'll you'll appreciate this. All right, couple couple. These are just trivia facts, and I think we're gonna fuck off after we're done. But. Um, Time to go. Yeah. Um, so this one you'll find interesting. In order to keep his smooth, hairless look, Arnold Vassalou had his entire body shaved twice a day. Originally, he tried waxing but couldn't stand the pain. Yeah, I, I read that. I God, dude, he must have itched like a motherfucker. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Freddie Both, the, guy, the, the kid who plays their son, uh-huh. Oh, I, I think I know what you're going for. Was a big fan of the first Mummy, having seen over 30 times. He passed on the opportunity to be in Harry Potter and a Sorcerer's Stone just to be in the Mummy movie. Yeah, he, he was he was like a self-proclaimed expert on the Mummy. So like whenever they would like need a recap of a line of dialogue or like trivia or something, they would go to the kid. Hmm. Like that's, that's impressive. That is like, impressive. He, um... This one, this one goes back to your point about Brandon Fraser. That's why I'm bringing this one up. Brandon Fraser tore a spinal disc, cracked mm-hmm. a rib, and injured his knees during production. Also, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, suffered food poisoning and sunstroke and lost over 10 pounds. Yeah, he said it was the worst fucking Worst he's ever felt experience. in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that guy, see. like, if that's the worst he's ever felt... He hasn't had to watch Ballers. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that's worth talking about. Uh, no, no. Uh, okay, this is a shitty thing that Stephen Summers did, but he... Oh, he joked. Okay, it's a joke. I, I read it wrong at first, but apparently, even though the movie's only two years apart, he did it... It's set ten years apart because he didn't want to work with babies, but he joked. It's a joke. Okay, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get, you know, I think it was Spielberg who said the hardest thing, the hardest things to work with in films are animals and children. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, 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 oh, he also said it was like the ocean. Like the ocean was like the one that hurt, is hardest to fucking film around because like nature doesn't give a fuck. Just like children. Children don't give a fuck. Yep. This is Rachel, right. v- Rachel Weisz's first sequel that she had done. I don't even, I can't think of another fucking, se- I, to be honest, she kind of, didn't like she's i know she's still in movies but she's not as prolific yeah yeah i would agree um like the, the last the only thing i could think of at the top of my head that she was in was like aragon and she she voiced the fucking dragon yeah yeah the last thing i'll say real quick that just just a nice little interesting thing um the airship in the second one in the mummy returns okay yeah the not zeppelin yeah yeah, reminds me, uh, you, you've never played this, I'm pretty certain, because it's not your style game, but there's a game called Final Fantasy. In America, it's known as 3, but it's actually the sixth one in the series. Um, and you 
at one point in the game get an airship. Now, the airship in that game is much more uh, elaborate and kind of fancy, but it still made me think of of that when I saw it. I was like, that's that's fun. And so much so that our friend Raspberry Smoke, I reached out to her because mm-hmm. she, she plays that game on her stream. And mm-hmm. so I was like, have you seen The Mummy Returned? And she said, yeah. I said, does that airship remind you of the one from Final Fantasy? She goes, oh my God, you're right. So we both think that's pretty neat. So, all right, man. I listen. I I will thank you for for. Um, pushing. I was gonna say forcing me to watch, but force is the wrong pushing. word. But but, but pushing. pushing me, asking me to watch these. I did enjoy them. I'm not saying that like I'm gonna run out and buy them. I may. I mean, if I find them in a five dollar bin somewhere, I might do that. But like, I'm not. You know. I mean, I got the whole collection for like ten bucks on, on DVD. Amazon. Though I would, you know me, I'm gonna. If anything, okay, I'm gonna blow fine. Right, but, you spend yeah. twenty dollars on four fucking movies. But uh, I I did enjoy it. I certainly but, I I would put it back on again. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed the Scorpion King as 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 disconnected as it feels from the rest of the franchise. I still enjoyed it. You know. So, sure. um. So, but I, I right. thank you for that. I you know. Um, sure. And I got. I, I'll I'll tease I'll tease a future episode. I I know you finally have watched a couple of movies I wanted you to watch, so we'll have to we'll have to talk about those on another episode. But yeah, it's about fucking time. Meanwhile, that's a wrap. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Potaskew. That's www.getvokl.com slash Potaskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Yay, Rico. I got nothing, man. Bank of Clark County has you covered, offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. 
Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC.